It's time. It's time. Passcode accepted. Now loading the Down South IT Podcast. Hello, everybody. Glad to have you with me. This is the Down South IT Podcast. My name is Clark. Today is going to be a good show because I have a trifecta of Google stories for you. And believe it or not, all three of them are actually positive. There's usually not a whole lot of positive that comes out of big tech these days. But these three just so happen to be. And they're actually all good for all of us. So we'll get to that in just a second. Don't forget why you poking around uh, the interwebs, you can head over to the website, downsouthitpodcast.com. You can check out everything I have going on over there. Back episode, show prep, if you want links to all the things I'm going to talk about today, that'll be right there underneath the embedded player on the homepage. You can check that out. If you need to get in touch with me, all the way at the bottom of the homepage, there is a form you can fill out and it shoots a note right to me. If you don't feel like doing that, you can always hit me up on email, downsouthit at gmail.com. I'll get that and get back to you as soon as I can. But there's all kind of other stuff you can peruse while you're there on the website. Lots of different things. The Defender newsletter. In fact, I have another Google story that I'm going to put on there in the next couple of days. So you can be looking out for that. Different build guides, all kinds of product reviews, different things like that. In fact, I have a product that I've got that I'm going to be reviewing here shortly. So that'll probably be up there in the next week or two. Also, after I get everything said and done, got to do a lot of testing. I love doing testing, fun stuff. So that'll be coming up in the next couple of weeks. You can keep keep an eye out for that as well. All kinds of cool stuff as well as back episodes right there on the embedded player on the homepage. Hit it up, downsouthitpodcast.com. Now, one other place that I want to mention before I get going with all of this is the Facebook page. You can just go on Facebook and search at downsouthit and you'll find the home, the page there. You can like and follow if you do so desire. But while you're there, I'm going to be posting and have been posting for a couple of weeks now a poll that you can take and it will let you pick what I'm going to talk about for the finale episode of the season. So you get to pick what I'm going to talk about for the season eight finale. All you got to do is go on there, do a couple of choices, takes less than a minute, Submit it, and I'll get it, and I'll announce it shortly before we do the actual finale, of course, so that way everybody will get to know and know what exactly I'm going to be doing the finale on before it even comes out, so that's kind of cool. If you want to hit that up, again, that's on the Facebook page, just facebook.com forward slash downsouthit, or just search at downsouthit, and you should be able to find it there on Facebook. Like I said, if you want, like it, follow it, you know, give me a... Help me out a little bit with the algorithm and everything. It would definitely be much appreciated. So let's get rocking and rolling with this little trifecta of Google stories. First up is from Ars Technica. Google Fi, their MVNO cell service, which mobile virtual network operator. So anything other than the big four or big three now that Sprint has been rolled into T-Mobile will be getting a price cut. So Google has announced that their unlimited data plans on the Google Fi service will drop 10 bucks. So if you get the Simply Unlimited plan, 
That'll go from 60 down to 50. But the good part is not only are you going to get a price break, so you're going to get it for cheaper, but they're also going to up the data limit for the plan. Most unlimited quote unquote plans that pretty much all the carriers have now actually do have a limit. They just don't tell you it unless you look way down in the terms of service. Most of them are between 22 and 25 gigabytes per month. And then after that, they start slowing you down. Well, they're going to actually up the, the limit for the Google Fi plan from 22 gigabytes to 35 gigabytes. So you're going to get a lot more data for your unlimited plan. Now, this actually does include five gigabits for a hotspot, which counts against that total. So technically, you only get 30, but you get five gigabit to do a hotspot too if you really want to do that. So, but that that's basically that doesn't change. That has not changed in you know the unlimited plans. The other good thing is that their regular phone plans are also going to be getting a price drop, but it depends on how many lines you have on your family plan as to whether or not you're going to get the price drop. So if you have two lines, you're going to be paying $40 a piece per month rather than 45. If you have three lines, it'll go down to 25 rather than 30. And if you have four or more lines, those will be $20 each down $10 per line. And really and truly, this actually brings them under most of the big four, big three that they have. When you get multiple lines and things like that, they will be about this price. But I think Google's beating them by about five bucks. So if you do have a family plan and you're paying a lot for it, like I know Verizon is quite expensive when they when it comes to unlimited plans, especially so if you have a family plan that you might want to think about saving a bit of money this would probably not be a bad idea. Now, granted, Google Fi is not in every area. You do have to check and make sure you do have it in your area. But for most people, you would be able to get it, and it's basically going to be just swapping out a SIM card for most people. And the way things are going right now, to save a little bit of money is not a bad idea, even if it is switching up a little bit of self-service. You know, at this point, self-service, they all work on the same towers pretty much anyway. You're going to get the same, if not, maybe even a little bit better coverage than you had before. So if you can save some money, why not? It's always a good idea. Now, granted, they do have a flexible plan too, which is their single line plan. That will not be changing in price at all. It's still $17 for the access fee per month, and you pay by how many gigabits of data you use. So it's $10 for every gigabyte. So you only use 20 gigs of data, you only pay 20 bucks. Not bad. I'll take that. That's actually cheaper than what I'm paying now. But I kind of like where I'm at, so I'm going to stick for it for now. But it's always an option. Next up is an article from Android Police. And Google has yet to announce the Google Pixel 6a. But that does not mean we don't know anything about the phone because Google likes to leak like a sieve when it comes to their new phones and things like this. Pretty much every Pixel phone that has come out has been completely and utterly leaked well before they're even announced, starting probably with the Pixel 3, at least the 3A for sure. But pretty much every one of them has always been leaked well ahead of their announcement. So this is no surprise. Again, it's happening again. Pixel 6A has not been announced yet. That's probably going to be announced at Google I.O. on May 11th. 
I don't know if it's going to go on sale the same day that they announce it. Usually it does that, you know, that's usually how they do it. Whenever they do announce it, they do it, then do the announcement and then it goes for sale that day also, or even the next day. But that's usually about how Google likes to do it. I think they did a change with the foray because of COVID and how things stretched out that, that time where everything was so far back. They ended up pushing it like a week after the announcement. But under normal circumstances, they announce it. And usually that day or the day after, it goes on sale wherever you can find a phone. And the 6A is going to be the successor to the very successful Pixel 4A, 4A 5G, and the slightly less successful 5A. Apparently, everybody liked the 4A a lot better. And the benchmarks for these are actually starting to pop up on some of the sites that most people use to benchmark phones. They're starting to see some of the results. So because of that, they've been kind of able to glean a little bit of performance off of this new phone without it even being released yet. And I'm going to run through the specs or the rumored specs, should I say, of the 6A here in just a second. But the benchmarks that have come out are pretty much giving the Pixel 6A almost the exact same benchmark scores that the Pixel 6 has. So it's already punching well above its weight as far as processing power, graphics, the whole nine. So even technically that is going to be a quote unquote budget phone, which to be honest, the six, the, the a line usually is a lot more of a budget phone than the originals being, you know, going from, you know, a six to $800 phone down to a four, three or $400 phone. It's still kind of pricey if you ask me, but it's a lot more budget than their regular phone. But the fact that that you can save almost half on the 6A and it still has the same performance as its big brother says a lot. And running through some of the benchmarks, the 6A wins a good bit of the benchmark testing, but the 6 does pull ahead in some of them. So they do trade blows and the fact that they even do that is impressive. So this one actually may be worth its money. So some of the rumored, as I say, quote unquote specs for this phone, because pretty much all of it's been leaked at this point, it's going to be a 6.2 AMOLED screen and it's going to be 2400 by 1080. They're going to have two 12 megapixel cameras on the back, the regular main camera, and they're going to have a 12 megapixel wide angle camera dual LED flash, and it's going to have optical image stabilization, 8 megapixel front camera, 6 gigs of RAM. There are a couple of reports saying that they may have an 8 gigabyte of RAM variant, but I don't believe they will. I think they're going to cut back and do just 6. The CPU is going to be the 5 nanometer Google Tensor chip, which is Google's own silicon, kind of similar to the Apple M1, but it's Google's version. And that one has two high performance cores, two regular performance cores, and four power efficient cores. So it's an octa-core processor. You're going to have a, a lot of processing power on this chip. Dual band Wi-Fi with Wi-Fi 6E. So you're going to get the fastest Wi-Fi that you possibly can. Bluetooth 5.2, NFC, so you can do Google Pay or you know different NFC payments if you want to have it set up that way. The charging and data cable is going to be a USB Type-C version 3.1. So it's not the most, it's not the fastest USB Type-C there is, but it's up there. 
Yep, won't have any issues with that. It will have an option for 30 watt fast charging if you want to go that route with a 4,800 milliamp battery. They will have a fingerprint sensor on it, and it's going to be the underscreen type, almost similar to Samsung's version on the S20 and 22. Not to mention a lot of other companies that use the, the optical sensor underneath the screen now. It will come in two colors, sort of seafoam and stormy black. Uh, as far as I can tell, that's the only colors they're going to have right now. They may come out with a third later on. They usually tend to do that too also as they'll start off with just two and then they'll add one or two other colors probably in about six to eight months after everybody's kind of got their fill of these two and they want a different color. Now, as far as I can tell, the two biggest things that they're going to announce at Google I.O. coming up in May is going to be this, the 6A smartphone and the new Pixel Watch. Those two things alone kind of have me wanting to watch and see exactly what's going to go with those. Uh, I don't know exactly what else they may announce. They may do something else with Wi-Fi networking inside. I'm not 100% sure. I haven't seen a whole lot of reports on anything else that they were planning to announce for this. But the smartphone itself is going to be a huge announcement for them. The Pixel Watch is going to be interesting simply because I want to see exactly how far they're taking this Android watch concept. And especially now that they've acquired Fitbit, see if they've incorporated any of the Fitbit items into the Pixel Watch. So that'll be very interesting to watch just to see exactly what they're going to do with that going forward. And last but not least, we have an article from The Verge. Google joins the iFixit program. And of course, they're not only the, the only ones that are going to be doing it. They're also going to be joined by Samsung, Microsoft, and Valve. And Well, at least Microsoft and Valve are supposed to shortly. They haven't, as far as I can tell yet. Samsung has. And what this does is iFixit, the company, will not only be selling their toolkits to be able to work on your own phone or your own laptop or whatever, they will still sell those on the side, but if the companies that are part of this repair program, you're actually able to buy genuine parts to fix your phones or your laptop or your Steam Deck. So you're actually able to get genuine parts, step-by-step videos on how to do it and the toolkits to do it to fix your own device at home and not void your warranty. So if you have a cracked screen, if your fingerprint sensor doesn't work, if your phone's not charging right, if you want to change the battery, you can get genuine parts from Google in a kit with the tools or just the parts themselves if you really want to, and you can repair your phone yourself at home and fix your screen, fix the charging, fix the fingerprint sensor. You know, all of these different things that you could do at home because technically it's not a difficult thing to do really the hardest part about getting into phones and laptops nowadays being that most of them are ip rated is using a heat gun to heat up the glue to be able to pry it apart once you pry it apart you're really not it's really not all that difficult i think the biggest thing is wanting to change your battery that's one thing that i really really wish that they would let us do at home and i'm glad that they actually have this repair program now is that if your battery starts to go and you it takes forever to charge it or it charges but it dissipates really fast, it doesn't last an entire day, you know it's the battery and nothing else is wrong with the phone, why not give us the ability 
to change the battery at home. You know, or instead of having to take it to an authorized dealer or an authorized vendor to be able to do it and not void your warranty. This is an awesome idea. I'm so glad I fix it decided to do this. But not only that, I'm glad that some of the bigger companies are jumping on board with it, especially Samsung, Google, Microsoft. So if you have a Surface tablet that the battery's starting to go out or anything like that, you can fix that at home too. And, you know, a lot of people have Surface tablets, have the Surface Goes, different things like that. Valve with their new Steam Deck, they're, you're able to get stuff for that as well. Not only upgrade it, but also just fix it if something happens. You know, granted, the Steam Decks are a little hard to come by right now because they're, they're insanely popular. And they have a lot of reasons that they're popular because they're really nice, to be honest. And the price is right, too, as far as what you get. But the fact that Google's doing this for almost the entirety of their Pixel line. So if you have a Pixel 2 all the way up to the current Pixel line, you can get genuine parts, fix it, and they've had problems with fingerprint sensors and cameras and different things like that going all the way back to the Pixel 2. So technically, you could give these phones new life, you know, just by getting the parts and doing the, the repairs yourself. So this is awesome. Samsung, granted, they only have parts right now for the Galaxy S20, but they are expected to update and put more phones into the program as they go along. I'm not sure when they're going to do that, but, you know, at least they're making the effort to do it. And to be honest, I'm hoping more companies will join in with this. TCL, they make a lot of phones. OnePlus, Blue, you know, Nokia, I'm hoping that some of these actually join in on this program too and let us do some of this at the house because this would be a game changer. And to be honest, this is kind of a big, humongous rub in the eye of our old buddies at Apple because you can't do anything with an Apple device that's not outside of the Genius Bar or one of their authorized vendors. So this would kind of be a thumb in their eye, to be honest. But I'm just glad that a lot of a few of these companies are actually taking this seriously. And at least, if nothing else, giving us the option that if we want to fix stuff at home on our own and not void the warranty, we actually can now. And not just that, but with genuine parts. So we don't have to go slumming through the Internet to find third-party devices that could work or not work. So there you have it. Three articles that are positive for Google at the moment. And to be honest, I'm really liking that the iFixit program, that is actually going to be a really fun thing to, to look into once it gets really going. The new Pixel 6a, I'm kind of excited for. I really want to see what that's going to be and what it's going to look like and how that's going to go, go down. And as far as the Google Fi service, hey, if you're looking for a little bit of a change and you want to save a little bit of money, it's something worth looking into. Thank you all for listening. If you want to go back and check the articles and read them for yourself, they will be under the show prep on the website, downsouthitpodcast.com, right under the embedded player. The link is there. Click on it. It's episode 808. You can go check out all the links and just kind of a rundown of everything if you want to read it for yourself. And I'll go ahead and end the podcast like I always do with a paraphrase from Albert Hubbard. Technology can replace the work of many people, but it can never replace the work of one extraordinary person. So go out and be extraordinary today. Thanks for listening. I love you. I'll see you right back here in the next episode of the Down South IT Podcast. Later.